positive rotation. Ignition. Welcome to Roll Call, a 126 The Air Refueling Wing podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Brian Ellison, the Roll Call podcast focused on people, mission, and community. Thanks for listening. Coming up, Staff Sergeant Vince Lang and Airman Troy Barnes, two of our newest members in the Public Affairs Office, are talking with the 126th Air Refueling Wing Recruiting Office. Uh, re- talking with the recruiter, uh, Technical Sergeant Christopher Jackson, and new to the Air Force, Airman Remy Vale from Student Flight. The federal income filing deadline is Monday, April 18th. But you're saying, well, wait a minute. I thought it was always April 15th. Uh, Evidently, it's changed over the past few years. By law, Washington, D.C. holidays impact tax deadlines for everyone in the same way federal holidays do. The due date is April 18th instead of April 15th because of the Emancipation Day holiday in the District of Columbia for everyone except taxpayers who live in Maine or Massachusetts. They don't have to pay their uh, taxes until April 19th. Uh, That's Patriot's Day in those states. Mill tax uh, from uh, Military OneSource includes free, easy-to-use tax preparation and e-filing software designed for situations common to service members and their families. I use it every year. The suite of services include Mill tax consultants who can answer your questions and advise you on military-specific tax requirements and deductions. And don't forget, we have personal finance financial counselors available to us. We have Drew Weckbach. You can uh, reach him at 314-307-3300. He's available to meet off base during the week and uh, through uh, and during drill by request. Again, the phone number is 314-307-3300. His email, pfc.mo. Dot N-O-S-C at Zyder, Z-E-I-D-E-R-S dot com. I'll put that in uh, the description. Also, uh, Jonathan Bracewell. You can reach him at 618-304-7311. His email, pfc.scott.usaf at Zyder, Z-E-I-D-E-R-S dot com. He's located on base. He's available to meet Monday through Friday, and he's available by request during drill. Coming up here on Roll Call, Staff Sergeant Vince Lang and Airman Troy Barnes uh, speak with 126th Air Refueling Wing Recruiter, Technical Sergeant Christopher Jackson, and new to the Air Force, Airman Remy Vale from Student Flight. My name is Braden Wright. I'm looking to go towards civil engineering, further my education benefits, and better the civilian market. I'm Trady Romero. I'm in security forces, and I aspire to be a security forces officer. Yeah.
Welcome to Roll Call, the 126 Air Refueling Wing podcast. Today, uh, I'm joined with Staff Sergeant Lang. I'm Airman Barnes, and we have Sergeant Jackson from recruiting and a student flighter, Remy Vale. Remy Vale is with us. Remy Vale, thank you. Sergeant Jackson, thank you. Uh, This is the first time we've had a student flight um, airman with us, um, and the reason we... we brought him and a recruiter. We're going to talk about recruiting. Uh, we want to talk about why we should join the Air National Guard. Um, if you want to go ahead, Sergeant Jackson, and just kind of kind of tell us, you know, some of the things as far as uh, introduce yourself and just tell us your role as an Air National Guard recruiter. So, uh, like I said, my name is Sergeant Jackson. Uh, I've been in the recruiting office for about a little over a year now. Um, before coming into recruiting, I was security forces, so I had the background of the security forces. Um, coming into recruiting, it's completely different background, different environment. Went from being, you know, on patrol, being working at a gate, checking IDs, to working behind the desk, um, talking to people face to face more in a different role, getting out there and being the face of the Air National Guard. So I've enjoyed the transition from security forces over to recruiting and be able to promote and talk about their National Guard and, you know, tell my story out to members within the wing and let them know what the benefits that we have within the Air National Guard that may be able to assist them and help them out. That's great. I think uh, recruiting is one of those jobs that maybe doesn't get enough credit, um, but even if it does get credit, you know, you could always give it more because it's such an important part of the Guard. Um, So we want to ask... Whenever someone reaches out, um, someone who's you know aspiring to be in the Air National Guard or maybe is thinking about it, they're not sure, and they reach out to you, where do you generally go from there? What's the first step? So the first step is when someone contacts me or you know I reach out and contact them, is to do the pre-qualifications. Make sure that you meet the standards and expectations that the Air National Guard or the you know, Air Force is looking for. Um, once you pass the pre-qualifications and we go from there, then the next step would be able to come into the office, sit down, and find out what the Air National Guard has benefits-wise that can assist you with the needs that you are looking to get out of the Air National Guard and see if it's a good fit. And if it's a good fit, then we go. Uh, we would sit there and do some paperwork. Once we get the paperwork knocked out, then get you scheduled for MEPS. Um, the process we're getting for MEPS is going for taking out your ASVAB. Once you get your ASVAB and your physical done, then we bring you back into the office. We show you two to three different jobs that may interest you or pique your interest. Once we do those, you look at the jobs, you read over the descriptions, then we do a job orientation. So you get to essentially pick the job that you want to go into in the Air National Guard. We're not picking your job for you. So those jobs that we show you are what you qualify for on top of what we have within the 126 Air Refueling Wing for vacancies. So once you pick your job off of we do the job orientation, um, you get to see, like I said, with the job orientation, you get to see the different jobs. So it's, instead of me reading off of a piece of paper and going off of, you know, anybody can read off a piece of paper. So with this, you're able to see firsthand on what someone does. So like 
going over to aircraft maintenance. You get to see what they do every day. Talk to somebody. Then you get to go over, or you can go to, like, public affairs. They can talk to you guys to see what you do on the day-to-day basis and get a better understanding of the job versus just reading the paper. Then they select the job. Then the next step would be getting everything scheduled for enlistment to come in and then raise your right hand. Yeah, I, I remember when I, I did my orientation. This wasn't too long ago because I'm still an airman, and I kind of toured some different areas. I went to civil engineering, and I came to public affairs, um, and I met you know my supervisor, Sergeant Stevens, and I think that orientation definitely cleared a lot of air, and I was like, you know, put a lot of things into perspective. I was like, okay, like, I know who I'm going to work with. I know who, where I'm going to work. Um, like, there wasn't a lot of guessing, I guess, because I got to actually meet my future boss face-to-face. And that's a nice thing, because like you said, you get to meet your future boss. You get to see the job and ex- actually experience what's going on and meet the people within the wing. And you're not surprised when you actually – you know, raise your right hand and you do your oath and then you come into student flight, you're not surprised on what's going to happen. You, you already start to know the, the members within that organization before you go to basic and you go to your technical training and you get to learn, you know, different aspects of the job that it definitely benefits you whenever you go to basic and tech school and then whenever you come back as well. So, so speaking of student flight, we, we have our student flight trainee here with us today, uh, trainee Remy Vowd. Welcome to the Roll Call Podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. This is my second month at student flight, and I've already, and it's been really cool for what I've got to experience. So I'm going to be a crew chief, and every Saturday so far at student flight, I've gone over there and got to see what they've been up to and just the stuff they're working on, especially the planes, and I've got to take an a tour of like what the job I'm going to be walking through. And I've even been able to start some training for what I'm going to see after basic. And so I have a really good idea of what my job is going to be. So I'm feeling pretty good. Did you, did you have, uh, did you have any doubts or fears? Were you nervous at all when you signed those papers and you started this, uh, this journey of yours? Yeah, I was, I was pretty nervous to start because initially I didn't realize, didn't even really think about going into the Air National Guard. But over time, uh, like I first saw at a college fair is when I first talked to my recruiter. And so from there, I kind of just kept going farther and farther into learning about it. And I got a better understanding of what it was. And so each step has brought me more and more comfort. Just over time, figuring out what I've got to do. But I was definitely nervous, and I'm still a little nervous about going through basic and making it through that. Well, it's, I, I, think, I think it's all right to be nervous. I think all, each of us were nervous at the time, not on, when we signed on the dotted line and, and took the oath, but also just the unknowns of the journey of uh, BMT, uh, basic military training and uh, tech school, and the people that we, we were going to encounter and not knowing if we were going to get along, you know, all these uncertainties, you know, it's, I mean, that's being human, you know, so that's just saying that you're still alive, which is, you know, that's okay. That's Any okay. six year commitment comes with a bit of nerves, but the great thing is we're all doing it together. So. And that's what I tell a lot of applicants that come in my office is, you know, you are nervous. Everyone, like you guys said, are nervous when they go through the process or if it's from the enlistment side or when you actually ship off the basic or you go to tech school, we're all nervous in that aspect but everybody that is in your basic training flight or in your 
tactical, you know, squadron flight and however it may be, are going through the exact same experiences you are and learning something completely different and you have each other to lean on. So that's why I tell everybody, it is a nerve-wracking experience, but at the same time, the people that are around you are going through the same thing. They'll be able to lean on them and, and help each other through. That's and that camaraderie that you you get when you're going to those you know schools and training and stuff like that is also great. I couldn't agree more because I I've heard a lot of people say even before I went to tech school is that you know tech school and even basic training that's when you make some of the best friends you've ever made and uh, I think I can attest to that. Like my tech school was you know one of the best experiences of my life and I just think uh, you know there's a lot you could be missing out on um, by not taking that leap and joining. So why did you choose uh, the Illinois Air National Guard, Remy? Why, why was that the, the place that you said, well, I just have to be with the Illinois Air National Guard? Uh, a big thing about the Illinois Air National Guard, this may seem a little bit silly, but I've always found planes fascinating in the Illinois the National Guard. It gives me the opportunity to work on airplanes. And I did check out like the Army National Guard, uh, especially, but I it just wasn't quite, it wasn't the same opportunities available to me that the Air National Guard has offered me. And so far, I've been super just pleased with what I've found. Um, everyone I've met has been super helpful. And, and I will say, and even people... Um, we love our brothers in arms, but even people in the Army National Guard will tell you you're doing a disservice to yourself if you don't at least consider the Air National Guard because there is a difference. And, um, you know, not everyone is aware of that. And, you know, it's important to get the word out there because the differences between the both, I mean, it's, it's black and white almost. Um, or it'll feel that way, you know, once you see it for yourself. That definitely differences, but what what if what was some of the benefits that that you felt would be given to you for joining the Air National Guard? You know that you say this this has been beneficial to me thus far, or it may be beneficial to you once you complete your basic military training. Because it wasn't just planes; there had to be some other motivating factor, maybe. For college, I'm I'm planning on going to U of I for systems engineering and design. And the job experience that I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to get with the Air National Guard and com combined with my tech school will supplement that really well because uh, systems engineering and design is pretty much just the, is the engineering versus the mechanical of what I will be doing for the Air National Guard. And so I was able, I'm, able, I'm going to be able to um, actually work in an area similar to what I want to do in college. So hopefully I can make one step to another and be able to under, better understand the subject material I'm going into. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's another that brings up another point that a lot of people don't understand about. I think the military in general, um, more so with the Air Force and uh, you get it with the Air National Guard, is that they will pay you to learn a trade. You know, they will essentially teach you a skill, whereas, you know, you'd have to pay for schooling in other places. Well, you get it all for you actually get paid to do it here. Um, like for me, for me, for example, you know, they taught me how to be a public affairs specialist, uh, photography, video, graphics, um, all that sort of stuff. And I got paid to do it. And I'm sure that's a point, Sergeant Jackson, that you try to nail home to a lot of, uh, you know, aspiring applicants. It, it is. Uh, so like you're talking about the public affairs side and you got all the training for the video, uh, the broadcasting, the editing and stuff like that. 
So now you can use that and all the growth that you get from the Air National Guard. You can use those for resumes. You can use it for civilian jobs. And you can continue to grow and get the training here um, and get paid for it, like you were talking about. And then, you know, go get, uh, start your own business or, you know, work for somebody and get a good paying job. So that's a definitely a plus, um, not just in the public affairs side, but any job that you choose. Uh, not only do you get, you know, certain certificates that you can use in the civilian side to be able to get paid, uh, you know, depending on where you go and what you're doing, but, you know, great paying jobs. Um, and a lot of the courses that people look at when they go to school, they cost a lot of money or certificates just in general cost a lot of money. Well, for you to be able to obtain the job or do the job in the Air National Guard, not only are you getting your school paid for, but you get those certificates within the Air National Guard that you don't have to pay for, and you can use those to go benefit outside of the Air National Guard. So there's a lot of pros, pros to that. Uh, and then the training, the continuing ed- education, continuing training that you get within the Air National Guard um, helps that you don't have to necessarily do on the civilian side when you're going back to your career um, the job that you are doing outside the Air National Guard. But it, I, I think that, man, those, those are some wonderful benefits that we get here. Uh, but I, And I think also one of the benefits is that we're able to wear the uniform. We're able to serve our, our country. Uh, but at the same time, we have the flexibility to still pursue some of the other civilian educational endeavors that we want to do, some of the civilian business endeavors that we want to do. So it's, we're getting the best of both worlds, really. You know? Oh, exactly. Like you said, you get to wear the uniform. Uh, and I know we have a lot of people within the wing that do one job in the Air National Guard, and they have a completely different civilian job. Uh, I mean, you know, we have people that are in maintenance, and we have people that have physical, that are physical therapists, or they're on their own practice. So completely two different realms but you can build two different careers towards a retirement at the same time uh, and then, you know, set yourself up for success in the future. So that's always something that we try to explain to people um, to, you know, you can branch out of your comfort zone and then be able to serve your country at the same time. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think uh, something that the Guard really offers is it, it allows you to be a well-rounded person because, you know, not only will it teach you that skill, uh, it'll give you the resources to, for example, go to school and learn a completely different one. Um, you know, the building character, uh, the physical, you know, ec- the, um, how would I say that? Like the fitness. Physical fitness. I mean, it's just what it is, just yeah. being fit, right? Because how many, how many people do you know that are not physically fit, right? And are they, are they, they, are it's it's some- test, man. <laughs> right, right. Because you got some people that they, they don't know how to be physically fit. You have some people that don't necessarily want to be or understand the importance of it. I mean, so we, I really think that, that that's one of the fundamentals that we learn here in the Air Force uh, and just the military in general, um, taking care of our body, uh, taking care of our mind, uh, and, and also taking care of each other. And you get, the, you get the teamwork aspect out of it, too. right. So not just the physical fit portion teamwork to push each other, but then the teamwork on team building on different things to be able to keep going and, and you know, always um, exercise your mind or build, you know, what do they say, um, grow, growth within the mind and stuff like that mm-hmm. to better yourself. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's, te- I mean, life is teamwork, you know, as I tell people all the time. It's, it, some people say, oh, I can do it on my own. I want to be independent. But really, 
we're all interdependent. You know, you know, no matter what career path you take, whether it's civilian, military, uh, no, no matter whether you are a doctor, a lawyer, a, uh, a crew chief on an airplane, a firefighter, everybody's interdependent. We're all in this together trying to get uh, the best life experience possible. And I think that, Remy, you, you've made definitely a good decision in joining us here at the Air National Guard. And I know that right now you say, oh, I'm kind of uneasy and I'm still a little bit nervous, but being in student flight has given you an opportunity to meet some new people, you know, your fellow airmen that you're going to train with. How has that experience made you feel knowing that you have some people with you along the journey? Well, that experience has got me a lot more excited for what comes in the future because I know over the next six years, everyone I meet now, I'll be working with. And also just meeting people is, is always cool. Like one, I've only been here one, uh, one month previously. In that one month, I already made like a closer friend. Uh, even I would never would have met if I hadn't joined student flight. And we were just going about stuff together and we got to know each other a lot better. And so it's really cool to meet people. And in student flight, I also, um, more of the community aspect and the helping each other. I got to meet um, someone who's actually going to the college, U of I, that I want to go to, um, that is is already going there. So I, I got to talk to him and get a, and he's helped me figure out what I'm actually going to be doing once I'm there. So that understanding has helped me. It's just made student flight even better for me. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, we're, we're glad that you chose uh, the Illinois Air National Guard over all of the other branches. We definitely thank you for coming here to speak with us today. Sergeant Jackson, thank you for telling us more about recruiting and sharing that here with everybody on the roll call. Yep. Is there, uh, is there anything you guys would like to add before we wrap up here? Something you want to say to the people, maybe if they're thinking about joining the Air National Guard, they listen to this podcast and they're about to make that phone call. Uh, so something like you said uh, earlier in the podcast, uh, Aaron Barnes, is that leap of faith. You're never going to know until, unless you take that leap of faith. That leap of faith is always can be scary, but there's always people out there that can answer those questions for you, or you know you won't ever know. And like I said, until you take that leap of faith to better yourself or see what the opportunities that you have out there for you. Well, thank you. Thank you all. And hey, we'll see you again here on Roll Call real soon. With your look around the Air Force, I'm Staff Sergeant Benjamin Cooper. The Department of the Air Force rolled out a $194 billion combined 2023 budget proposal for the Air Force and Space Force. The proposal includes a $20.3 billion increase over last year's request. Officials say they need to boost spending to modernize the services to better confront China and an array of national security threats across the world. Secretary of the Air Force Frank Kendall says the request balances immediate needs with investments to modernize capabilities to deter and, if necessary, defeat future aggression by China or Russia. Included are funds for modernizing the aging ground-based nuclear deterrent, continued development of the B-21 bomber, and money for hypersonic weapons. The proposal now goes to Congress where it will be analyzed and debated. Under Secretary of the Air Force Gina Ortiz-Jones reaffirmed the service's commitment to providing support for airmen, guardians, and their families as proposed state laws and legislation stand to affect the LGBTQ community in different ways. 
Jones says the health, care, and resilience of personnel and their families is essential to accomplishing the mission, and she is closely monitoring legislation changes to mitigate effects to service members and their families. The Department of the Air Force has several free resources available to help navigate new and existing local laws, including medical, legal, and assignment relocation support. The Thunderbirds are ready to accomplish their mission to recruit, retain, and inspire, while demonstrating the capabilities of the F-16 Fighting Falcon. The United States Air Force Demonstration Squadron at Nellis Air Force Base, Nevada, also known as the Thunderbirds, are certified to begin their 2022 season. General Mark Kelly, commander of Air Combat Command, awarded the certification after the Thunderbirds completed a rigorous four-month training ahead of schedule. And that's your look around the Air Force. If you are having thoughts of suicide or know someone in crisis, call the Military Crisis Line. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. That's for military. There is a chat lifeline also. You can chat through their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Another way to get help is the crisis text line. You can uh, text the word HELP. H-E-L-P, to 838255. The crisis text line, again, text the word HELP, H-E-L-P, to 838255. You can find all of our links on Linktree, linktr.ee forward slash 126ARW. You can find out about the mentorship program there as well. You can get a link to uh, recruiting. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can also download this on your favorite podcast app. If you want to pass along some information, you can email rollcall 126.arw.pa.mm.org at us.af.org. Mill. Thanks for listening to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I'm Master Sergeant Brian Ellison.